الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفر ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشده ومن يعصيهما فلا يضر الا لنفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وتقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما يا ايها الذين امنوا ادخلوا في السلم كافه ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان انه لكم عدو مبين it's a blessing of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that even at a time when most of us are locked down and the places of worship are closed for safety reasons we have the privilege to remind ourselves of the eternal message of the Quran inna hudallahi huwal huda the guidance is the guidance that comes only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assured us wa imma ya'tiyannaka minni hudan faman tabi'a hudaya fala khawfun alayhim wala hum yahzanun that whenever you follow the guidance that has been given to you you would have nothing to worry and nothing to fear and this message was for humanity as a whole and the credit to ensure that those words are written down and preserved in human memory for all the generations to come belongs to prophet muhammad mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam who in his own lifetime ensured that each and every word of the divine guidance is preserved in writing under his supervision and with his approval and for that he is described as rahmatul lil alamin because what better act of mercy could be than to preserve the words of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that for centuries have been at the discretion of the power elites who change it, it according to their own interests and according to their own likes he reminded us on the authority of the quran that a day will come and each one of us will leave this world and we will be raised once again we will be asked iqra kitabak kafa bi nafsika alyawma alayka hasiba that the empty book that you have been writing in with your deeds and with your actions in your life is there for you to open and read and your destination will be determined and he ensured us that inna lil muttaqina mafaza that those who are god conscious who follow the guidance of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who are pious who are responsible will indeed be successful not only in this life but in the life hereafter as well this is the second day of the new hijra 
calendar of and this is the first month of uh, lunar calendar we call it Muharram it is a day that we trace one of the most significant events in the history of Islam not only in the history of Islam and the history of the world as well because that was the month that we trace the migration of Prophet Wasallam from Mecca to Medina some 320 kilometers away in pursuit of a dream. It was not a flight from Mecca to Medina as you would hear from uh, in, in many books. The Prophet did not escape the persecution. It was not to leave a town for the comfort and luxury. It was a well calculated migration to fulfill a dream that the Prophet developed on the basis of the divine guidance. And that was establish justice, equality, liberty, and freedom. It was perhaps for the first time that such a migration took place in an organized manner not to escape persecution. Because the prophets don't run away from the troubles. The prophets face those troubles and through their determination and through their character prove to the world that even though life is important but the purpose of life becomes more important in certain situations and we'll come to the hijra in a few minutes but that principle that the establishment of justice equality Freedom is important even to offer one's life and to leave one's comfort and one's place of birth that was established by Prophet in the process of migration or hijra was lived some 58 years after with his blood by the martyr his grandson, Imam Hussein Razillahu ta'ala. And we'll come to that also. Even though there is difference among our scholars about the actual date of uh, Hijra, some say that it was uh, the 17th May, some say it was the June 16th, some say it was June 6, uh, 19, July 19th. And many say it was first of Rabiul Awal when Prophet Wasallam started a journey and then reached to uh, Medina, 12th of uh, Rabiul Awal. Uh, but the calendar that we trace back starts with the month of Ma Muharram in 622 or the first year of Hijra. Now, Hijra was a very calculated and very well-planned event. 
It was not a spur of the moment a decision on the part of the Prophet There have been communications going on between the people of Medina and Prophet and then the Prophet was informing and communicating with those people his ideas of a society based on justice and based on peace, based on the ideals of equality and liberty. And for that, for almost two years, the preparations went on. And in that, he asked his confidant, Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala to make the preparations. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala's daughter was involved in terms of taking care of the supplies to the places where Prophet sallallahu would stay in the initial stage of his migration. So every night she would go there with the supplies. He had appointed another person to collect information from the community of Mecca and from the elites and then pass on that information to Prophet so that he could prepare and plan the next phase of journey. Was also a non-Muslim who was employed to take the caravan to the Prophet from a route that was not very familiar to those people who would pursue behind but there was another interesting thing that the Prophet ﷺ took in this journey, and that he asked Abu Bakr to have a pen and an ink pot. It's very interesting to understand the, the, the reasons behind that. It was perhaps primarily for the reason that if the Wahi comes during this journey of 12 days, then there should be provision to ensure that it is written down and not left to human memory only because during these times when the struggle going on and when they are concerned about this, uh, the, the troubles of the passage of the travel, things might have been lost. But the thing that proved that the purpose of this migration was to establish a community and society based on equality, based on justice, based on uh, liberty, based on uh, freedom. It's found when, we, when the Prophet reaches Medina and the first act that he does is that he invites the people of Medina, including Jews, Christians, pagans, supporters, opponents, to draft a treaty which is called the Mithaq Medina. One can look at this Mithaq Medina in the book written by Professor Hamidullah on Al-Wathayq Al-Siyasiyah fi Ahd al-Nabawi. And that treaty that comprises some 57 articles was prepared by a group of people that comprised of the tribal chiefs and tribal representatives, what we call the Constituent Assembly. 
And when the draft was prepared, it was brought back to the Prophet ﷺ who asked those representatives to take it back to their tribal uh, communities to get their approval and get their support for that or get their feedback. And the feedback came and changes were made. And perhaps for the first time we see the emergence of the concept of citizenship. Regardless of the tribal boundaries, regardless of religious and ethnic identities. And the Misaki Medina says that this is the constitution that the people of Medina give to themselves. A monumental change and a monumental development in the history of a settled society that promises that it would not discriminate against anyone. But one of the salient features of that uh, process was that four of the tribes who were Muslims, belonging to the Aus tribe of Aus, refused to sign that treaty. And we do not find any retaliatory action on the part of the Prophet against those tribes. They were not cursed, they were not criticized. But what it proves that even in that earliest stage of Islam, an earliest phase of Islamic development and thoughts and ideas, the right to dissent was acknowledged, accepted, and practiced. Even though after a few years, the tribes of Oz accepted that. And what basically that Misak uh, uh, said, that the defense of the state is the common responsibility of all those who are living in that area. Every religious community would have its own personal laws. And if any member of the society of Medina or the citizens of Medina are killed while defending the state, it would be the collective responsibility of the people to ensure the welfare and well-being of their families. And if there are disputes, those disputes would be settled within their own community councils. And if it involves other community councils, then arbitration would take place. And if that does not solve the problems, then the matters would be referred back to Prophet as the arbitrator, traitor, or judge. This is how the process emerged. The process to establish a society based on justice, a society based on the participation of the people, a society for the purpose of establishing the concept of freedom, for the concept of liberty, and the concept of equality. And this is something that uh, was part of that dream that the Prophet ﷺ had it in Medina when at the uh, call of the divine guidance he invited the people of that city to be part of that movement to build that society to that community. But they did not listen and he found allies in Medina. 
And now, some 58 years after this migration and this process of developing a society on this foundation of justice, peace, liberty, a crisis emerged in the Muslim world. And that crisis was that rather than following the process that the Prophet had taught, decision was made that the leadership should be transferred to the family of the one who is holding power. The law of primogeniture that was practiced in the medieval Europe, that was practiced in Europe and other places at that particular time. And the one who stood up for that was none other than the grandson of the prophet, the one who was trained by the prophet, the one who was, who lived under the supervision of the prophet, whose character was built around the character of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, who in even his uh, image looked like the prophet. He challenged, revived that concept that the life is sacred, but when it means that the purpose of life is being challenged, then the purpose of life becomes more important than the life itself. With 72 people, he went to Iraq where the people had uh, promised him support, but they betrayed at the last minute. It was the month of Muharram, the month that the Quran describes as the sacred month, as a month in which fighting is prohibited, in which war is prohibited, in which violence is in which bloodshed is prohibited. And Imam Hussain knew about it. He had studied the Quran with his grandfather. He had no intention to engage in war, but his personality and persona was more powerful and more dangerous to the rulers who were sitting in Damascus. And without any regard to the month of Muharram, without any regard to the divine guidance that the fighting is prohibited, without any even practical realization that the 72 people will be a no match to an army of 10,000s and more of that. Without realization that those 72 people were not the armed soldiers but the family of the Prophet. Yes, the family of the Prophet. And then Hussein had the option to surrender, had the option to have the allegiance to the power elites and the powerful people. But he decided to make a statement 
in the footsteps of his grandfather. That life is important, but the purpose of life becomes more important than the life itself. He knew that he would achieve martyrdom. He knew that he would be annihilated. But he also knew that through this action, he would leave a message for the succeeding generations that the tyranny and injustice must never be accepted no matter what. And unfortunately, our scholarship was silent, a majority of them. And their silence has built a political and social structure in the community for the last uh, 1,380 years that justify training, that justify despotism, that justify any kind of oppression and justice that is taking place in the world today. So Muharram is an annual reminder to us that the beginning of New Year is not just a matter of celebration, but it's a matter, an opportunity to rededicate ourselves to the ideals that the Prophet established on the basis of the Quranic message and his grandfather lived on the basis of implementing those Quranic message aqulu qawli haza wa astaghfirullahi li wa lakum alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulihi al-kareem khatam al-anbiya wal mursaleen inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala al-nabi يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك أحمد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك أحمد مجيد The tyranny still exists. And has been in existence as long as we could remember. Even though we live in the United States, but we are connected with other human beings because all humanity is one. Everyone regardless of the religion and regardless of the background and regardless of the ethnicity is the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as believers, it's our responsibility and it is our duty to stand for those rights that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has inherently given them just because they happen to be His creation. And it becomes a responsibility of those who believe that they stand for the rights against those tyrants in whatever manner, in whatever point. And our Prophet said it very clearly that if you have the ability to stop by hand, do it. If you can not have that and you do not have that ability, say it. 
if you even do not have the ability to say it at least in your heart identify with those people but now we have found ourselves in a situation where those who are the victims of tyrants whether in Palestine or in Kashmir or in Myanmar or in China or in other different parts of the world not politically and militarily but those who are the victims of hunger and starvation as a result of the policies of this capitalist society and this greedy society based on injustices and based on unjust distribution of the resources that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us then that means that what the Prophet did when he migrated for establishing a society and when his grandson offered his life in defense of those ideals have not yet sunk in our own thought process and in our action. We still say that these are foreign issues if we are living in the United States. We still say no these are human rights issues. These are the issues that the Quran asks us to focus. That we have created or given and bestowed dignity to all human beings, all children of Adam, and it is the responsibility of the believers to have that. So this uh, Muharram, even though it's a beginning of the new year, but that beginning of the new year reminds us that our task against tyranny is still unaccomplished. That those who are in this country are perhaps the most educated community among Muslims all over the world. And it becomes their responsibility that through their actions, through their writings, through their words, through their connections, they stand and they follow the path of the Prophet Wasallam that he followed, that he took in 622 to migrate to establish a society based on justice and equality and fraternity and follow the footsteps of his grandson who challenged the tyranny for a better word based on Islamic ideals. Let us pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he enables us to live the legacy of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his grandson and all those companions of the Prophet who stood for justice and who stood for truth even at the cost of their own comfort in their own life. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina zaabannar. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa ilam taqfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunana minal khasirin. ربنا حب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة عين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما أقم الصلاة إن الصلاة تنهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون ولا ذكر الله تعالى أعلى وأولى وهم وأتم وأكبر